they do. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network, as well as on all of your favorite social media devices right now, streaming live on Rumble, YouTube, Twitch, X, you name it, we are there because Chris Michaels and I, it's Friday, and once again, we are back with the daily recap, getting all of the headlines that you might have missed throughout the week. We'll try our best to entertain you, to make you laugh to make you cry, to make you have the best moments of your entire week right now. Chris Michaels, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm great. I spent the whole day playing hooky. Ooh. And are you allowed I, to tell everybody that? Yes, I'm allowed okay. to do it. So I uh, played hooky. I went to the vineyards. I went to the out east along the shore where I'm from. And it was a grand old time. And I saw John Mayer this week. Excellent. So John Mayer, I, one of the top guitarists in the world right now. That's true. You know, when I first heard his debut album, I was made fun of because I said, this guy is going to take the world by storm. Mm -hmm. I was, I had my finger on the pulse and people just dropped all kinds of names, uh, light in the loafers, all that other stuff. And I went, you know what? Give me five years and look at me now, 20 years later, I said he was the best and I have not a single dime to show for it. But <laughs> yeah, there's this little guy named Dave Matthews that I was like, I think this guy's got a career. I really think that he's, he's on to something. And sure enough, you know, he went on to make a few songs after that. So occasionally, you know, occasionally we can call them. You know, John Mayer makes $2 million a concert. Dave Matthews makes himself. Dave Matthews makes I mean, a million dollars a concert. I mean, that's like our podcast right now, right? Oh like, yeah. You know, just just by going live right now, that's $2 million rolling in for somebody. It's just, oh, sure. I don't, you sure. know, absolutely. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we'll share, we'll do a great giveaway pretty soon. You know, you'll give away <laughs> your 2 million and, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, do you, do you know how much Taylor Swift makes? Oh, Taylor concert? Swift has got to make more money than, uh, the, 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 the bricks combined. <laughs> Her concert. She yes. makes $13 million. <laughs> What a, what a fraud Taylor Swift is in so what? many ways, though. I mean, look, I, I don't, I'm so sick and tired of the Hollywood arranged marriages that are going on. We talked about it last week, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. She shows up with Mr. Visor to New York to see the Jets play, and tickets start selling for $3,000. I know. You fraudulent fans in New York City. If you are paying to see Taylor Swift and not going to see the Jets, but I guess if I was a Jets fan, maybe Taylor Swift in the press box <laughs> is the best thing you got going anyway. <laughs> well, uh, didn't she meet uh, whose mother was there? Was uh, Tra Swift? Well, Travis Kelsey's mom. mom is there, but right. on top of that, she ends up bringing Blake Lively. Uh, she ended up bringing Ryan Reynolds. Um, what's his name? Hugh Jackman shows up. I mean, she's got the cast of Deadpool basically with her uh, in addition to her showing up. And I think there was a, an actress from game of Thrones that was in the press box too. So she's bringing Hollywood to New York city. Uh, I, I, but if people are focused more on the press box than they are on the actual game, shame on them. That That's just how I feel about things right now. 
Yeah, like, what is this? This is supposed to be football. We're not supposed to be here to to watch Taylor Swift. I mean, I'm not a sports ball person to begin with, so I don't care who she brings there. But just on the on the cusp of 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 the new season of football, like, yeah. this is the, this is what we're doing. And, and she's in cahoots with a Pfizer guy. Yeah. It seems like what you said an arranged marriage. Like, <laughs> how much is she getting from all of this? It's just, I think it's typical of the hypocrite, hypocrite culture that we have at this point in time. That's on every single side, people that say they're for one thing, then their actions show they're for something else. I mean, come on this week. I got the biggest laugh when on Thursday, the Biden administration decided that the best way to protect the border was they needed to build a wall in Texas. The Biden administration decided this (laughs) now. I'm pretty no. sure those little <laughs> jerk hypocrites in the Biden administration thought that a wall was one of the biggest waste of money just six years ago. And even at the beginning of his term, what has changed that Joe Biden now is like, Hmm, I think we need to build the wall and maybe we can get Mexico to pay for it. Didn't they sell off like $30 million worth of the wall for 2 million? Uh-huh. And so they disassembled the wall, and now they're rebuilding the wall. Could it have something to do with sanctuary states and sanctuary cities saying that enough is enough, we can't handle this? And Mayor Eric Adams of New York City decides to leave his tailor and stop snorting blow until 4 in the morning to go to the Mexican border to smoke there. (laughs) I mean, to snort blow there so that he can discuss politics with the cartels and the Mexican government. I mean, let's be honest here, right? It's not the Mexican government they have to negotiate with. It's the cartels. And I don't know if you saw these videos across uh, X and other places, more and more people are starting to say migrants are starting to say that the UN has been giving them cards, you know, almost like gift cards yep. to get, a, to get North. And then people are coming out with um, uh, uh, the, I always forget this. What's the Salvation Army? There we go. The Salvation Army is now being contacted and probably uh, this job is being outsourced to them to transport the migrants across the nation, give them basically little care packages, you know, a sign that says, I don't speak English. Please help me. Thank you very much. And also... Um, telling them where to go and, and giving them legal representation or telling them who to contact for legal representation. And, and we're hearing that this isn't Mexico coming over the border either. You know, mm-hmm. watching these videos, this is all of South America as well as countries not located south of our border. Uh, we have citizens that are pouring in from foreign countries over in the eastern part of the world as well. Mm. Uh, Riveting. You mean like China? It is. Yes, I mean like China too. Absolutely. That's exactly what I mean. Thank you for the translation for those that were feeling a little dense today, Mr. Michaels. Now, I'm here to help. In order to build this wall, did you know that the Biden administration had to waive 26 federal laws in South Texas in order to get this uh, construction going? No, I didn't. (laughs) This is the first executive use of power by Joe Biden that sounds identical to what was being used during the Trump presidency. Now, when Joe Biden got into office just two and a half years ago, his first executive orders were to undo all of Trump's executive orders and put in his own. 
Now he's going straight from the Trump playbook, not just with the border, but with insulin and the entire uh, drug industry as well. He's now going, well, we're able to cap things now. Congress has worked really hard. Bullshit. <laughs> this was Whoa. Donald Trump that did all of this. And I can't hold back the language today on the show for that one <laughs> because it is a load of baloney that he is selling to people to make it sound like that the Biden administration is the one that did all this work here. Just like now, all of a sudden, he's not probably going to say, you know what? Trump was right with building this wall. And now I understand. Instead, it's going to be, oh, no, it's just this little section that's a problem. And it's the best path forward. Oh, that's <laughs> sure. I'm sure it is. The press so, secretary today didn't even know what the hell was going on. She's like, oh, I don't know if that's actually what we're doing. Oh, she's just a. She's so idiot. full of it. She's an idiot. But, but at the same time, that's her job. Her job is to lie. And also the administration that does these briefings with her behind closed doors, they mm -hmm. only tell her certain things. I mean, this is true for every press secretary. So for her to say things like that, it's just frustrating because, you know, she's full of it. But how how could you how could they all of a sudden sit there and say that, oh, we, we've done it. We've we've helped with insulin. It's even the same dollar amount. Like Trump capped it at 35 bucks, Biden undid it, and then he came back and said, oh, look, we did it at $35. We're heroes now. <laughs> what are you talking about? The good thing is I don't think anybody believes it right. anymore. I don't think anybody can buy that. But what's interesting to me, too, about this whole border thing is you've got everybody coming across the border, streaming across the border. I don't know if you saw that video today. Um, actually, there were two videos today that running at night and then there was another one in colorado where you just saw i don't know just streams of people going through a, a river in colorado um but the fbi decides to come up with a new class of terrorists specifically uh maga domestic terrorists so they're not worried about doing anything at all to vet these people that are coming across the border doesn't matter where you're coming from doesn't matter if you're up to date with your shots doesn't matter if you've got a criminal record you're a racist you're a racist it doesn't doesn't that doesn't matter but if you want to obey the constitution or hold other people accountable to the constitution then now watch yourself on that now we're talking <laughs> Well, I just did a show on Wednesday night, uh, a live show on Rumble and everywhere, where I was talking about the January 6thers that are coming out now saying that the FBI was doing funny business in the background. And then when people were following up saying, who's you know calling my employer saying that they're my family member and that they figured out it was FBI agents, that the FBI got them for stalking them, saying that they were going after so that way they could hold them and then go for the trials after the fact uh, to get it, trumped up charges. And then they were using hearsay in the sentencing because you don't get to uh, refute the hearsay during the sentencing phase. So the Department of Justice and the FBI were flat out lying to the sentencers in order to get higher charges for some of these individuals as well. Uh, so the fact that they're going after MAGA Republicans and labeling them as terrorists doesn't surprise me because it's been uh, very evident that they're trying to send a signal with January 6th to make sure that no one identifies as MAGA. I think that's a, a really bad miscalculation on their part, though, because I think they're only emboldening the entire MAGA movement. Um, I, I talked about that, too, in a vacuum. 
of leadership and power, people are only going to dig in even further. And quite honestly, what the hell is wrong with America first principles to begin with? Uh, that's the laughable part there. You have a yes. side that people that say we love the constitution and we want to follow the constitution. You have a side of people that go, we love progressivism and we love uh, the collective holes rights. We love socialism and one is considered a terrorist and the other is not go back the 1940s and 1950s. We threw one of them in jail. And let me tell you, it wasn't the constitutionalist. It wasn't the America first. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, if they continue along with this stuff, you're going to have an America emboldened by all of this phony trumped up charge nonsense. I mean, just look at what Trump is going through on top of that. I mean, he actually showed up to the courtroom, which I thought was great, mm -hmm. just to give his grimace. You know, he's there giving he's there because he can't even speak. So he's there just to right. look angry. So this is all for show. And uh, what was also kind of telling about all of that is I think he's doing it for the optics to really start to gin up the support of the base and those that are wavering against him. Uh, because with all of this speaker talk, now, at the beginning, it was, no, 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 I don't want to do it. And then today, or yesterday, it yeah, was, well, twist my arm. Yep. I'll consider it for 90 days if you really want me to do it and if we really need it as a party and for America. Yep. This is something that we brought up last yes, week. We and guess what? It may turn out to be true. I don't think it's the right choice by the way. Oh, it's definitely not the right choice if you're trying to run a presidential campaign. I, I, I don't think that it's the right choice whatsoever. That all stated, I think it's a uh, choice that will probably be pushed to him because with the government shut down again in 45 days, that 90-day window is a very interesting window of time that he's giving because in 45 days, he can ensure that government gets shut down, his trials stop, and then in another 45 days, we'll be into the uh, part of December, basically, where we get into the holiday season, where government's going to close down and shut down for the holidays. And then when we get back into January, at that point in time, Trump is in the clear. We are now in full on campaigning season, getting ready for the November election that's going to be happening later on. And uh, this is like the perfect 90 day plan. You know, this is uh, this like the 90 day fiance. Yeah. Trump needs this arranged <laughs> marriage for 90 days to play out on television in order to get his master plan in place. And uh, I, I think it's a it's a genius plan. All I, right. I I'm in. Wouldn't wouldn't advise it, but I think it's a genius plan. I'm in. You're in. I'm you, in. You, you're buying into it. Now. I'll I, buy into it because it's supposed to Thank go you. for closed doors meetings, too. Yes. Right. So we'll see what happens with all of that. Um, but who else would you think? So, I, I mean, I, I talked on the show a little bit about Elise, um, that she's possible. Scalise is possible. Right. I heard you um, said Scalise. Or yeah. Stefanik, was it? Yeah, yeah Elise Stephanie. Stefanik. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, that, that's her first name. Sorry. Um, I, I think both of those are possible. And then you got uh, Johnson that threw his hat into the ring now. Uh, he's been on the America Out Loud Network uh, on multiple shows before. He's a pretty common sense guy, but because of his vaccine... Uh, stances. Uh, there are a lot of people that he's been on the radar to go after, um, but I, I think that he would have a, a pretty good shot. Uh, he might be a little bit dis 
divisive, but maybe that's not such a bad thing after coming from uh, McCarthy, who's trying to shake hands with all the Democrats. Uh, yeah. Maybe we need somebody to, to be harder. Uh, People are floating Jim Jordan, too, right? Or did he outright say? He did say that, right? Jim Jordan, yeah, I'm going to run yeah, for yeah. Yeah, uh, Jim Jordan is exactly who I was just talking about. Um, I, I probably said the wrong last name, COVID brain. Um, did I say Johnson? <laughs> it did. I'm like, oh, did. LBJ yeah, is no, coming back. No, no. <laughs> Jim, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan. It's like the night that you were calling um, uh, uh, Andy McCarthy. <laughs> Andy McCarthy. You're calling Kevin McCarthy Andy. That was hilarious. And I was like, I'm not correcting him because this is. Yeah, right. No, no he's the loser of the week. week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your buddy, Andy McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> Well, he turned out to be a political commentator. So I wasn't too far off the mark because I looked up Andy McCarthy. I'm like, where did I get this name from? I, yeah. I was just hoping it wasn't a porn star. I was like, oh, Keep man. Digging. What did I <laughs> Keep digging. Yeah, it wasn't a porn star. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> should, should we worry about you looking up a lot of Andy's, uh, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what you were into. Okay. <laughs> Learning some new stuff about well, you today. Well, you know, you got to have a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let me, let me, before we, this is something yes. for the live audience. So like I yes. said, because we're, we're coming up to this break and I will leave it maybe. Um, so it's, it's autumn where I am. And so around this time, a lot of pumpkins come in, a lot of gourds and all this other stuff. So. I do some decorating, so I, I bought myself a little a little gourd. Oh, right! It looks like a little pumpkin, something that you you just put around the place. And then we found this other gourd, uh, and I'm not quite sure what you could think of it. Um, but <laughs> hold on, I'm, I'm putting you full screen for the audience. There you go. Uh, I you know I I wasn't sure. If I should have gotten this type of gourd, I mean, it appears to be slightly phallic, and I would really like to know how it grew, but but here we are. I mean, it's even got a little tip on it. It's got nice shape. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that girthy, though. No, it isn't. It's no, like, it it's, isn't. It's, it's like a hot dog in a hallway. That's right. It's not going to scrape the size, but it will uh, it'll reach the bottom. Yeah. You know, so we're gonna put this around uh, the place and and get festive with everything. I thought it was a nice, a nice little touch for Halloween and Thanksgiving. It, it sounds like you're gonna have a gorgeous place. So that's, uh, that's great. Uh, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a gorgeous doing, place here. <laughs> we're doing puns now and oh, wordplay. Uh, All right, <laughs> that, that, that's the that's where I thrive, Michael. So that's where I thrive. Let's go. I, I have a funny story for you during the break. I'm not gonna share it with people because it's uh. It's a story about work, but uh, <laughs> during the break, I'll, I'll give you a good laugh here. All right, everybody, let's take that first break right here where we're at right now. It is uh, America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels. We bring you the weekly recap every single Friday. We hope that you're enjoying your time with us. When we come back, we'll continue to entertain you. In the meantime, if you would like to help support the show, you can go over to the americaoutloud.store and you can support all of the sponsors that help keep that network together here, bringing the show to you via audio, as well as you can go to buymeacoffee.com backslash bold America and just put a little note in there that this one's uh, for uh, the weekly recap. That way I can share the funds with Chris Michaels that come in as well. Uh, so, you know, we got to we got to share the profits there if, if you're going to be doing 
donating because of the episodes we're doing together. That is only fair. All right, everybody, you're listening to America Emboldened with Bolden and Michaels. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here with Bolden and Michaels live on your Friday. We're enjoying ourselves. Michaels, <laughs> you know, the Nobel Peace Prize and the, the people that give out these Nobel Prizes, they lost all credibility to me years ago when they gave this thing to Barack Obama because Barack Obama just decided to destroy and kill more people with drones after his Peace Prize. But now they are giving this award for mRNA development. They're trying to say that, you know, this, this invention of mRNA that has been so altruistically good for everybody that they wanted to give uh, this award out to everybody. Well, there's people that are speaking up about it. I know our own networks, Dr. Peter McCullough, he said, we should not be celebrating the messenger RNA component of the vaccine. Now, he has been a, uh, a huge proponent for removing this from the market stating that he felt that it was doing more harm than good. There's a new study out there now stating that there is likely over, I believe it was 30 trillion, 30 trillion tiny spike proteins in every single vaccine. And talking about how it's basically putting sluggish uh, type of material where the polio virus would have only had 80 of the inactivated uh, virus that was no harm whatsoever. Now they're actually pumping in 30 trillions of these in every single shot. They're so tiny. Robert Malone, he invented part of the mRNA vaccines that people take. He says, clearly the noble assembly has not kept up with the latest data and still believes the propaganda of safe, effective, and rapid degradation of the pseudo mRNA 
which means that they really do not know what they have endorsed with this award. The extended persistence of the pseudo-mRNA in the body is well-documented, which due to the pseudodorin, there are at least 1,000 peer-reviewed papers documenting severe adverse events in a significant minority of recipients. The world knows this. Why don't they? Why is the Nobel Prize so tone-deaf to everything that they seem to be doing, and why are we celebrating this crap? Can I add one more stat to this? Yes, go right ahead. Okay, so Expose News uh, also released or analyzed uh, Canada's most recent data about uh, COVID and all of this stuff. Uh, I'll just read the headline. Government of Canada data is truly terrifying, suggesting the triple vaccinated have developed AIDS, in quotes, and are now 5.1 times more likely to die of COVID versus the unvaccinated. But there's another stat in there. And the one that really caught my eye was that people that have had at least two injections, so, you know, the first series and, um, you know, maybe three, their immune response is 74% weaker than a person that did not receive the injection. That is massive. That means a cold could potentially be dangerous. And luckily your immune system, let's hope, uh, you know, it basically has to reset. So it has to remember every virus that comes across and, and then, you know, it's, it right. starts to do the right thing. I think this is a classic case of inversion with the Nobel process. Right. What was the first Nobel Peace Prize? The classic case of inversion that I'm referencing is that they're claiming this is going to help humanity, but really it's not. It's going to help them and whatever bizarre, twisted agenda they've got going on. And in fact, what are we witnessing time and again? It's population reduction in one form or another, whether that's the COVID thing, whether that's not treating people with pneumonia properly or the flu properly or injections and not recording the adverse events that occur after injections, um, wars in the mm -hmm. Ukraine. I mean, this is a massive population reduction event that we're probably going to have to experience until somebody puts a stop to it until 2030. So this is another another one of those things. I mean, who's the first person? Well, I, I, I want to play this clip from Dr. Chris Shoemaker. Now, I sent this to you via socials earlier today. But this is a different clip of him talking about how, I'm sorry, I said 30 trillion spike proteins. I should have said 40 trillion. Here's the clip of him talking about it. You know, I was off by 10 trillion. COVID 19 vaccines function and how do they differ from the vaccines we're typically used to? A vaccine that we're typically used to would put in only the most inert, the most simple, the least dangerous part of the virus in order to generate an immune response. That most safe part, for example, of a polio virus is something called the capsid, the nucleocapsid. It's almost like the shell that the virus is party to. And they only put in 80 of these little shell-like particles into you in order to induce uh, a reaction to that and an, an ability to react quickly if you ever were exposed to polio in the future. This shot doesn't put in 80 entities. It puts in 40,000 billion nanoparticles filled up with messenger RNA, which is living, functional, proteinaceous material. So you're creating 40,000 billion factories in your own body, throughout your own body, to generate 
the actual most toxic part of this human engineered virus. The most toxic part is the spike. So instead of a simple little, little bit of a capsule with no ability to harm you, it's the most severe part of the viral genome and it does harm you in numbers like that. Can you imagine? So if that is correct, then that would kind of explain all the um, all, all the accounts of shedding, mm -hmm. because your body is just trying to get rid of all this stuff through any way possible. It also explains why we hear stories of uh, the spikes being found in semen, um, and also the sloughing we find during uh, menstrual cycles, and the awkward uh, or odd menstrual cycles overall. Um, I, I tell this story all the time. I knew a friend of mine um, and she worked with a whole bunch of vaccinated. She was not vaccinated. Her menstrual cycle got completely screwed up just as if she was vaccinated. So does that mean that, you know, you have the menstrual moonship trying to coordinate everyone's cycles or is that she is the sufferer of shedding from all these right. people? So it's, 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 that's truly scary. Like there's got to be some way to unwind all of this and detox from it. Yeah. I mean, here I am, I'm recovering pretty well from COVID-19 at this point. You know, I, I had it last week, uh, going into the weekend when you guys heard me on the show, I had the fever going up. That was, uh, three days of fevers, but I mean, outside of, uh, being a little bit tired this week, I'm, I'm good. It's just like any other cold yeah. when, it, when it hits you and knocks you down. Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, but I've been taking bromelain with, uh, quercetin in like high amounts of it because I've been reading mm. up on the, uh, this part of the pineapple stem that really yes. has these abilities to fight back the inflammation of spike proteins. And so I, I read Dr. Peter McCullough's studies. Of course he has his own spike protein detox. I'm not taking that. I'm just using some of these other supplements, uh, that I've read up about in order to do my own natural. And I can tell you this, that last night I was feeling like a little bit asthmatic. Now I don't have asthma, but that's the best way I was wheezing. Mm. And I took a high dose of the bromelain with the quercetin and within an hour, all the inflammation was out of my lungs and I was breathing perfectly fine. Wow. So there is something to it. Like when I take a dose of this, it lasts for a pretty long time and it has been helping with, with the inflammation. I also reached out to Quentin who's helping me lose weight. And Quentin got COVID last week as well. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, he's like, well, what do you recommend? I told him quercetin, vitamin D. I went through the whole bromelain, everything. And he wrote to me, he's like, Greg, I kicked COVID like it was nothing. He's like, I have tons of energy now. I'm back in the gym. He said, I'm doing great this week. Thank you so much for those recommendations. Wow. So that's something he's never taken before that he, he started taking the quercetin stuff. And he's like, yeah, the inflammation is gone. So there's definitely something to it. Um, you know, and it, I, I'd rather take stuff like this than the remdesivir and the, the, the BS that's out there that Anthony Fauci has pushed before. Yeah. And, you know, you heard me talk about that, um, just last week. What, what were your thoughts when, when I was kind of referencing, you know, that drug? Well, I, the remdesivir is, is one of these repurposed drugs, these repurposed AIDS drugs. So, it, and it wasn't successful with what its purpose was meant to be back in the nineties. So when it first came out, it was under emergency use authorization. I still think it is only available under emergency use authorization, which means it's not approved. It's an experiment. And if you take it, you're part of a trial. So I started to do research when this drug started to make headlines. 
And that's what I found out. And that's, I think that's what you brought up in your own podcast, along with all the other adverse events that they have to suffer from. And you hear a lot of stories of people in hospitals that go in for COVID, take remdesivir, and their lungs start flooding. And their liver starts going nuts, along, I believe, with their kidneys, if I remember correctly. It's been a while. But the, the whole idea of this is that if it's a repurposed AIDS drug, then the implication is, is that these powers that be know that you're probably suffering something, an adverse event, from the injection. And this is essentially VADES that these people are suffering from. They won't market it that way because then they would really have to do some explaining. But if you're taking an AIDS drug, more than likely they're assuming you've got some level of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I got now. I got yeah. flooding I mean, my lungs. <laughs> yeah, you were talking about you were talking about VADES though, vaccine acquired immune deficiency syndrome, which is a right. real thing. I, it, I, the people that are ignoring that they got their heads in the sand. Because it's yeah. it's a real uh, thing that we've seen in science over and over again, and it looks like it's happening right now to some people that have received the mRNA as well. Um, and the fact that they chose remdesivir of, of all things, and yes, you're correct. I looked up Gilead's uh, Vecleri remdesivir was on an emergency use authorization, which ended up getting revoked actually back in 2022, uh, April 25th. Um, and then later on, um, they ended up going for an FDA approval, uh, afterwards, uh, through another, uh, emergency use. And so they are still fighting this battle even to, to modern day. Right. Right. I'm not surprised about that <clears throat> at all. Um, the other, the other thing that's interesting too, is that we've spoken about this way in the beginning is that people on the medical side, they're unthinking. They, they, they don't think. Like I was reading um, a whole chain on X, um, you know, they, it was a Vades conversation or whatever, and this one person said, "Well, I'm a, you know, I'm, I've been, I'm a, I was going to say podiatrist, no, but somebody that works with kids, pediatrics," um, and this person was saying that, well, we looked at the vaccine schedule, so if we get a toddler in there or or an infant in there. And they're turning blue and they're having some kind of issue. We look at what they've taken for a vaccine and we can cross those things off the list. So we know it's not anything to do with that. And it's just mind boggling to say, mm-hmm. why won't you consider something like that? And why won't you consider a toddler turning blue as a result of an injection or something in the injections. It's just, it's crazy that these people think this way. Here's what I want to know. These individuals, and like I've asked, he doesn't like it when I bring up his name on the show and he doesn't have a chance to Don't address do it. it. But I, I've asked a friend that you and I both know. <laughs> um, I've asked him if he is up to date on all of his boosters because he's he's a huge fan of the vaccines. Sure. And he tells me that, yes, he is. Oh, my I don't believe it. And I brought that up on my show. I, I'm not saying that he's a liar, but I don't believe that all these people are going for their sixth, seventh shot. I and can't. if they are, then I really question their intelligence. I and can't. That, that, that makes me feel really bad for some of my friends that I'm questioning their intelligence, that they would find it necessary for something that has a very, very high survival rate, especially for our age group that we're in that they would be feeling like they need to go get a sixth shot, a seventh shot. 
and that this thing is like the greatest thing since sliced bread for their health. Why is it, you know, you talked about the medical community with their heads up their asses. Why is it that the, the average citizen, especially Democrats, why is it they don't seem to be able to think their way out of this? Because this this really seems to be a uh, an issue between Republicans and Democrats or uh, independents even in Democrats, because I don't see a lot of independents. I don't see libertarians and I don't see Republicans rushing out to go get another vax. But I see Democrats, you know, proudly going, I'm so glad that science continues to do this. But yeah, I, I just don't believe that these people are actually lining up to get it. I, I, I feel like we're being lied to. I think so, too. I, I, I will not buy that they're getting that. I, I would think that a lot of people bought it uh, around three or four boost, uh, three or four shots. So two mm-hmm. boosters. I think they would have done that. But at this point, I don't think they're they're doing that. And I was listening to uh, Judge Napolitano this week and he had on uh, McGregor, not the guy that you don't like. Um, but the, oh, who's the other, the, the guy that with, uh, that touched kids when he was a UN inspector. I can't think of his name right uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. The guy they wanted to put on my show and I refused to have him on the show. Yeah. That guy. Yes. So I McGregor, won't even say his name. Yeah. Yes. Some, another yeah. person that, that name will not be spoken on. The, on yeah. the show. And when I say they wanted the America out loud is not who wanted. So I don't want anyone to, to, to misinterpret that. Yeah. Uh, I was doing interviews with a group. And the group that was bringing on their their guest to my show for me to help me out wanted him to speak. It had nothing to do with America Out Loud. I just I feel like Chris, I need to make that clear so no well, one's yeah, like, "Oh, America Out Loud wanted the what on the show." No, no, no that, that's not how that was working. Keep continuing, so on, Chris. He, I can't. I wish I brought. I, I knew the study, but he he brought up the study that proved that people will do what they think other people want them to do in order to fit in. And he brought this example up uh, in reference to why is there such an, uh, an industry that is so focused on war and you have all of these generals like General Milley um, promoting war no matter what. And well, it's because you know they're doing things to line their pockets. So people beneath them, they are going to say things that would reinforce the narrative of the general and the staff and the, you know, the, the head and all this other stuff. So everybody is doing something to fit in and make themselves feel better about themselves by saying, look, I'm supporting you. You're going to scratch my back now. And we're all part of a big team and, and we're together on this. I mean, it's the same thing with the masks, right? (laughs) Like I, I I didn't buy the mask thing once. so, So in order to go back to work this week, I had to put a mask on. You should have that put a paper bag on your head. That lasted, just cut out. that lasted two days. <laughs> two days. <laughs> After the two days, I was like, I've had enough. Um, there will be no more masking. I feel okay. I've I've gotten my uh, fever out. Um, I got my energy. So I felt that I did not in any way, shape, or form need to uh, wear a mask. And I did have a student who came to me today. Like, Mr. Bolden, didn't you have COVID? And I was like, I'm fine. Well, I'd like you to be in a mask. Well, I'm I'm not putting on a mask anymore because I don't have COVID anymore and I'm okay. There's no fever, you know, by the CDC guidelines. I'm healthy and able to be here. And the kid's like, oh, okay. And walked in. I'm thinking this kid, like just a week ago, before I went on vacation, 
I got COVID from my classroom where no one's wearing a mask. Uh And this kid's worried about me now that I've recovered, but not thinking, hey, you know what? Mr. Bolden got sick with these people around me. Mr. Bolden's not the enemy. (laughs) Well, you know what I hear when when somebody asks me that? I hear snitch. Yeah. So I think this kid. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was on these Democrats. Hold on a second. Yeah. These Democrats. Mm -hmm. Two things that strike me as odd with these Democrats. One, Governor Newsom. I said it right this time. Yes. He has hereby banned hand counting the ballots. Wow, we. And then, if you're on X, the Krasensteins are now being sued by Larry Sinclair, supposedly. Uh, Larry Sinclair, if you don't know who he was, he supposedly smoked crack or cocaine and did cocaine with Barack Obama in the backseat of a limo when Barack Obama was first starting out in politics. Uh, And he was on Tucker, if you don't remember that one. According to Larry Sinclair, he did all this, yes. Right, right, allegedly. Uh, So now he's suing the Krasensteins. Now, Krasensteins, they have enormous followings. Um, And they are getting paid to toe the Democrat line from here until God knows when, eternity. And now they're being sued. So the, the Krasensteins, to put, put in perspective the amount of money that they're bringing in, um, they've been very forthright about how much money they make on X, which is Twitter. Uh, Ed and Brian both bring in about twenty-five to $26,000 per month. In, a, in addition to them bringing twenty-five to $26,000 per month, Ed and Brian have now subscribed to the advertising standard so they can have their Krasen cast which is their podcast, video podcast that goes on X and they get that little K next to their name that costs them $1,000 per month. Now I have that directly from Ed. Ed responded to me when I asked the question, how do you get that? You know, you get bonus features from X when you have that as well. There's certain things that they're capable of doing with their account that you and I cannot do as a blue checkmarked account. Uh, they can run kind of like special graphics and things. They have access to more information than you and I have. And so they're, they're playing with a, a loaded deck in a lot of ways with information. Now, in all of this, Brian and Ed wake up every single day with a very carefully curated plan for how they're going to stir up the X world in order to maintain their own relevance so they can get their advertising dollars. Now, I was on a uh, Twitter space just a few days ago with Dr. Simon Goddick, who is uh, another person who has been absolutely silenced for his stance on mRNA and his treatment protocols, but he's got a PhD in biotechnology, and he's very, very, very smart on all of this. I'm trying to bring him and Dr. Uh, McCullough onto a show together, and Tara Bull was there as well during this time, and Ed and Brian showed up in what was supposed to be um, a exposing of the Krasensteins. And I will say that Ed and Brian owned up to almost everything that Dr. Simon said. And then the things that they did not own up to, uh, they basically were like, look, we made that video ourselves. And it was the troll, the people who were saying we were paid DNC operatives back in the day. But all this time, we're very clear. We purchased dot coms and we've been trying to make money and we've been highly successful in putting all of this together in order to make money. And we know how to post in order to make money. So when they go after somebody like Larry Sinclair on their carefully curated platform, I find it very interesting that in this court document that came out, it states 
that Ed Krasenstein and Brian Krasenstein published some libelous false claims and statements about Larry Sinclair that they obtained simply by Googling his name. And after he approached Ed and Brian and said, I would like you to remove these libelous claims, they refused. And then they tried to put pressure on Larry to appear on the Krasencast or to do a space according to this lawsuit and say, well, then come on and defend yourself. <clears throat> this is why people, I believe, don't trust Ed and Brian. I think when you're putting, needing to come onto your show instead of, you know, following, hey, yeah, you're right. We don't know you that well. We might have made libelous claims. That is a very bad look. And so there is apparently a via direct message on X that was filed with the courts that came through at 512 in the morning. Even better, come on my show and we can discuss. I posted what was in the public realm for 15 years. Now, that's what he's saying to Larry. Right. So uh, are they using uh, their platform as a bully pulpit in a way that people aren't aware as well in order to continue to enrich themselves? I mean, at what point do you just say, yeah, maybe I was wrong on those comments. Sorry, I'll take those down. And cut well, I was, I, I, I was a listener on that space for a little bit. Uh, I didn't stay on the whole way. Right. Um, so my, my first observation about that space was these two people collectively have one point, what, almost two million followers? Yeah, 1.75 million. Yeah. Combined, they both do. Correct. Now, if you have all of those followers and you're in a space there is a little notification that goes up on the top of your feed that says so-and-so is in a space and is a speaker. As far as I know, the most that space ever hit was about 340 listeners. That's correct. If you've got 2 million followers, where are they? <laughs> yeah. Where'd they go? <laughs> so I, I don't want to toss names out there because no, these no, are no, some, no. This these is my observation. Very, these are some very prominent people that have been messaging me on the side. I ended up bringing that up once I was elevated to a speaker later in the, in the conversation and Brian and Ed had already left. Yeah. And some of the individuals messaged me off to the side and said, you'll find it interesting that most of their 1 million followers or 1.7 million followers all came during Twitter 1.0 and they're living off of that type of interaction that they really don't have the true engagement with people on the every day, which I would believe is uh, pretty accurate considering your, your, your statement of why is it only 350 people under 400 for people that are being followed by over a million, you would expect there to be at least 1%, right? I would expect Something. there at least be 1000 people, right? Yes. Uh, maybe 10%, 10,000 right. people tuning in. Usually, um, usually a reasonable ratio yeah. is you get ten percent of the ten per. You get wait. How do how do we do that? They okay, you say get ten percent. Ten percent of ten percent. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so where are they now? No, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, these guys to me, these they're nothing more than snake oil salesmen, in my opinion. They're out there to make a buck. They don't deny that they're out there to make a buck. The Democrats are going to pay them more. If the Republicans would pay them more, I'm pretty sure they would go on that side too. They're excellent marketers if you mm -hmm. listen to them. I mean, they're good even if you hate them and you don't agree with them. They're good just to listen to 
on how to navigate social media, yes. in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, you know, you know that I've talked to them privately. You know that I've been on spaces with them. Uh, they've had me on uh, yeah. for different things. So you guys are buddy, um, buddy, pillow talk. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> this, this is what I would say uh, uh, about things. And I, 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 it's nothing I wouldn't say to Brian and Ed, you know, so if they hear this on the show, I'm perfectly okay. I would back this up. When it comes to where you're going to get your information, your intellectual information, I will put my intellect up against theirs combined any day of the week. Stop. Y- yeah. I'm, Stop. I'm, Come on. Don't, don't insult them like that. I mean, I, I was, I, yes, I agree with you. I no, mean, no, no, Chris, I'm, I'm being blunt about this. Uh-huh. I'm being blunt at the fact of I watch what they post and I do not find the majority of the time they're very intelligent in their content. I find that their content is very intelligent for engagement, but it's not very intelligent as far as being able to articulate and defend a point into the future. They're not well-researched enough to understand most of the stuff that they're posting about, which is why when I went after Ed about him not understanding the constitution at its very core, he was exposed completely with, well, what about this? Well, why doesn't this matter? Because you don't understand basic civics. Right. And so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean they, they've been very nice to me. They're very nice people. I don't have a problem with either of them. But if we're looking at where do we get our information from and is it well-researched? Yeah, I'm going to put myself up against both of them combined any day of the week. And I would be happy to debate them any day of the week on any topic that we disagree on. And it's going to be a bloodbath. It, it absolutely will. I, I have no... No uh, qualms about saying that on my show and putting that out there to people. No, I mean, I agree with you. You're not going to say, <laughs> you're not going to catch me saying no to that. I mean, I listen to them uh, and I can tell you flat out. I, I mean, they're, they're not the brightest bulbs. They're no. brilliant marketers. They're brilliant they marketers. Niche, right. I wish I was as market. good as they were at marketing. They're, so they're now let me phenomenal at it. Yes. Let me ask you this and they're Would not you bad consi- people either. I don't think they're bad people. No, really they don't, don't sound like bad no, people. No, at all. they're not. So, so going back to Larry Sinclair quickly, yeah. they wanted him on there to do what? To gain followers, to get more interaction, yeah. and to make money. They didn't, they saw, they didn't care they, they about saw, him at all. Yeah, they saw Tucker's so they numbers. they doubled down on it. Yeah, yeah they, they saw did. Tucker's numbers, and they saw what their numbers could be. Right. And uh, absolutely. And uh, So would you I, consider them loser of the week? Um, oh, no. That's a, that's a big one. No, I, I can't. My loser of the week this week is the Democrat Party. <laughs> Every one of them. Every, Every one of them. registered Democrat. I mean, so, so if I have to give a, a specific one, I'll go with Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, okay. Right? So Hakeem Jeffries getting a uh, unified Democratic front to get rid of Kevin McCarthy, I believe will end up being the stupidest things the Democrat has done in 2023 that it's walking straight into a trap with Kevin McCarthy. They at least knew what they had, not what they're going to get pretty soon. And let me tell you, the Democrats are not going to be happy with what they're going to be getting mm-hmm. very soon. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hilarious that the Democrats were, you know, celebrating the fact that they got rid of speaker McCarthy because he couldn't be trusted. He was the best thing that they had that could be trusted in order to broker a deal with them. So if you talk about having a majority, I think it's a big win right now for Republicans and Hakeem Jeffries is my loser of the week for making that decision to make sure he had a unified 100% of the votes against McCarthy. Who's your loser? 
Loser of the week is the Maryland Public School District. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, is it this? Yeah, I, I guess the maybe not the district, but the whole system. How about that? Less than 5% of students are proficient in math. Uh, and this comes from Fox 45 News Project Baltimore. More than 200 schools have 5% or fewer students proficient in math. At least 200 schools, at best, 95% of students are not math proficient. Um, so to me, if you can't even do PEMDAS, that's a real, real issue. Um, because I notice people, they can't do PEMDAS. And they'll argue with you about it. Right. So my loser of the week is the Maryland uh, school system. That, that is just a travesty. How much federal money, how much state money are they getting? And they can't even do math. I would say that if you were to go through our school systems throughout the United States, that is a more of a norm since COVID than an outlier. And so not only would you have to name the Maryland, but you would have to name uh, school districts all over this country that are very similar. All right. Um, so you're calling me an a-hole. That's what it is. My loser of the week sucks. And no, I should have said every single. <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying yours is very strong, but it doesn't go far enough. Just know, like, just you, you know, time. I might have went too big with the, the Democrats and I had to reel it in the Hakeem Jeffries, but you like <laughs> won't get the votes, you know. Uh, all right. Winner of the week. Winner of the week. My winner of the week or yours? Yep. Uh, go ahead. I want to lose her first. Yep. My winner of the week, Putin. Mm. Putin is going to be the winner of the week because it is becoming painfully apparent that e- the EU and NATO, they're ready to bail on Zelensky in a big time way. Putin rode this thing out. He was not overly aggressive. He went into the territories that voted to be part of the Russian Federation. He really didn't go beyond that. He still does strikes all over the Ukraine. um, And he has said that he was going to do that. But now it looks like this thing is finally ending. Um, So I'm not going to say it's going to end tomorrow. Um, But it looks like he has worn down the EU and the United States and England to the point where they're now starting to shift the narrative, um, including Zelensky mentioning now that he's ready to have elections after he called them off. So what does that say? He's looking for an exit strategy. Um, you know, he's going to take his billions and run. Um, and I'll do this as a sidebar for loser of the week. His wife, his wife, when he was in New York City, spent one point. $1 million in jewelry. And she was such a horrible human being. She got one of the staff members fired because she didn't like them or something. So my winner of the week is Putin. He rode this thing out. It looks as though he's about to win it over the next six months or so. And uh, you're starting to see the writing on the wall. All right. My winner of the week is the border wall. <laughs> Now, the border wall is not a person, and when asked for comment, the border wall did not respond back. But the border wall is very happy right now to have it be rebuilt in Texas and to have Joe Biden support once and for all. And so the border wall is the big winner of the week because it's going to start getting constructed again, which is possibly finally going to help some of these states that are having a major border crisis under the current president. But the, the border wall, when also reached for comment, they wanted to make sure that my listeners knew that they were not naming Joe Biden as part of that winner, just how strong the border wall could actually be. 
And so the border wall is a strong winner of the week here. I think you're on target and uh, I'm in trouble again. That's what I think. The border wall. And <laughs> no one's going to agree with me about Putin. <laughs> no, no. I see you at Putin. I was like, all right. I'm going to mop up here. America. <laughs> Say goodbye to those eyebrows, son. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to do this on a show, though. I know. You know, if we're on Rumble, we can we can do this live. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Which, which by the way, Michaels, we need to start doing more live content. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, just just in general. I mean, I think the people they want to see our faces. Um, Why? <laughs> because uh, we are the uh, two hottest faces in podcasting right now, and uh, so people they do not want to be deprived of us, except for just once a week, you know, waiting for a show. And I think the people would want to be able to type to us and respond to us. So I launched a rumble page with America emboldened where you and I can go on to rumble now and we can interact with all of the listeners in real time, anytime we would like to. So you just let me know when you're available, even if it's for like 20 minutes on a Tuesday night and you and I, we will start going live We'll make that happen. And uh, we'll make people's dreams come true. Sign me up. Let's go. I'm Let's, ready to do live stuff. This will be right back in the terrestrial days. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're going to start bringing that to people as well. I think that that will be fun. I'm in on it. They could, they could do prank calls. Yes. They can uh, uh, message us horrible things like, yep. oh, that was an awful choice. You're an idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> I can't wait. Those eyebrows. <laughs> can I shave your eyebrows myself? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. Sounds good for this. All right. We will make it happen. All right, Michaels. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend of eyebrows, luscious goodness, because <laughs> those weeks are certainly numbered. I'm positive. I'm positive, everybody. <laughs> All right. We hope that we honored your time. Well, here with live with Bolden and Michaels, it's been a pleasure once again to bring this recap. Make sure you go over to x.com at real Greg Bolden, or you can go over to at last call caravan. That is the fuzzball nation of chris michaels loyal listeners every single week as well so at real greg bolden and at last call caravan give us a follow and you can vote on who was your winner and loser of the week and don't forget you can support the show buymeacoffee.com backslash bold america just let us know that you're supporting the weekly recap so i can share that with chris as well and i will buy him a cup of coffee the next time him and i see one another i'll just venmo you the money chris and you can go buy yourself <laughs> a cup of coffee we'll just make that happen as well all right everybody that is it that is all you've been listening to america emboldened live with bolden and michaels here on the America Out Loud Network, as well as all of your favorite social media networks. We'll be back next week to do all this again. We'll also have our own shows on Monday where you can hear us. Take care, everybody. Be bold, America.